In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So today is the fourth Sunday of the fi- or the final Sunday of Kiak, as we spoke last week and all the Kiak Sunday readings before this. Uh, all of the stories and uh, all the readings we have is from the first uh, chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke, which talks about, of course, the story of Nativity. As we reach uh, our Orthodox Nativity on January 7th, um, so all of the readings have to do with that. So we divide up that first chapter, 80 verses, among the four Sundays. And today's reading, uh, well, we read in the first two Sundays of the month, we read about the annunciations that Archangel Gabriel gave about the birth of St. John, and then the annunciation to St. Mary about the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the third uh, Sunday last week was the visit between Elizabeth and St. Mary. And today's reading has to do with the birth of the final and the greatest of the Old Testament prophets, St. John the Baptist. On the 29th of Kiak, which is uh, this Thursday, we will read from the Gospel of St. Matthew about the birth of our Savior and the end of our fasting um, period and joy as we celebrate the Blessed Nativity. God, the creator of the universe, was born among us because of this in a very tangible and intimate way. Um, And this is what we're really leading up to with these prayers. And he became present with us. He united with our humanity um, that, that was just like us in every way. And he did so for basically three reasons. The first one being to renew our human nature through that unity with his divine image. Uh, and our fallen humanity to come down to our senses as it were and to perform the miracles and the teachings in a manner that we can understand and grasp and to sacrifice himself on the cross and to resurrect from the dead on behalf of all humanity humanity wasn't able to come to him so he came to us and we needed him too he is also doing this every day knocking on all of our hearts that we may open to him every single day he's constantly trying to come into a our very tangible and our very real life uh, in every uh, situation that we're going through, and not just theoretically up in heaven, but literally down on earth in our presence. The Nativity was the day that all of humanity before this point groaned for. It re- really like groaned for and, and really searched for this, this moment. And now that it's passed 2,000 years ago, we now look back at it with inspiration. So it was a pivotal moment in human history that uh, we all look for now um, and we and we look for every assurance too uh, in the age to come as it says in Romans chapter 8 this is the good news of Christianity that now where God God is with us and we are with him and he is the source of all joy and a truly blessed life right nothing else is really uh, as important as being with God and that is the good news that Christianity offers uh, this is the long-awaited event that finally has come we only celebrate the birth of only a handful of people. We celebrate the birth of who? St. Mary, St. John the Baptist, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the rest of the saints, who do we, what do we celebrate? The day they, what? they departed and go to heaven, right? That's the celebration that we have for them. Uh, but the, these three, uh, obviously, for obvious reasons, are exceptions. Um, so St. John's birth was, the, was of great significance for us. Scripture outlines in great details what happened during St. John's birth, emphasizing the great task that he had to perform, which he did perform really well in only a short period of time. That, of course, uh, God's arrival in human flesh. St. John prophesied about this in the Old Testament, prophesied about St. John. Um, St. John was prophesied about in the Old Testament. In Malachi chapter 3, Behold, I will send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your your way before you, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. 
And in Malachi chapter 4, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of their fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Isaiah chapter 4, 40, uh, chapter 40, it says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Uh, St. John's birth was announced by the archangel Gabriel, as we read uh, in the first week. And our, the archangel himself named him John. And the name John, um, in accordance with God's will, means the grace of God. It means God is gracious, or the grace of God. Since he was about to obviously proclaim that the grace that we would all be enjoying today, this is what he was proclaiming. Um, he was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. And we talked about how no other prophet in the Old Testament period has ever been filled with the Holy Spirit while still in the womb of his uh, mother. Scripture notes that he was honored by all the prophets, the archangel, and later by Christ himself, saying that he was the greatest of all the prophets born of women. And when his father wrote his name on a piece of paper, that's when he received his uh, voice again, as we read today. Um, and he began to prophesy and glorify God. So in today's reading, we hear St. Zacharias, right, the father of St. John the Baptist, um, speaking of the great role that his son, the forerunner, would have. And he started prophesying. And one of the things he says, he says, um, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, to give knowledge of salvation to his people through the tender mercy of our God, with which the dayspring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. Christ likened the, um, is likened to the dayspring or the sunrise, right? The sunrise that uh, comes from on high. When the sunrise comes, it, it gives light to every place that before, just a few minutes before that, were in darkness. Similarly, uh, the first chapter of the Gospel of St. John says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He, that was the true light which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He was sent by God and he astounded all of Judea, this St. John the prophet. Uh, his preaching was truly, and we'll read about it again when we talk about his feast day in a few weeks, but um, his, his, uh, his short missionary, which was only for a few months, had a huge impact on Judea. With his mode of life, his bold preaching, so much so that even some even thought that he was the Christ himself. And St. John had to clarify this in his first uh, gospel. Even decades after St. John was martyred, he, he had to clarify this, saying that he was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that true light. So St. John had a huge impact on those who were around him. Um, in Psalm 132, he, it says, He will prepare a lamp for my anointed. So he was there as a light to shine uh, ahead of Christ, um, and we benefit from him. And Christ himself said, He was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. And he says to all of us who are baptized in the church, that we should have our light shine uh, to the rest of the world. The Baptist's reflection on the light was so bright that they thought that he himself was that light. That's, that's the, the, the true example of a Christian, that they see Christ in us, right? When we're walking in our work and in our lifestyle outside of church, that they see our mode of life and they can't tell the difference between us and Jesus Christ because we're, we're now shining in his light. But there's a difference, right, between the saint and between Christ himself. And we'll talk a little bit about this. 
St. Cyril of Alexandria says the word of God is alien, so to speak, and of a different nature than creation, since he himself is really, truly, and strictly speaking, the light. <clears throat> creation, by contrast, participates in the light. <clears throat> so God con- descended in- into our condition of bondage. This was our condition uh, that we were in bondage of sin, and he descended into the manger. And we, through his poverty and through his humility, were able to become rich and soar up to his exceptional dignity, becoming, as it were, gods, becoming children of God through faith and through his grace that he gives us. He gives us freely. We become just like him through grace, what, what he is by nature. Just like when he took the, uh, like when you look at, for example, and th- these are just some rough examples, when you look at the moon, like last night, there was, I think there was a full moon, right? And that moon was shining pretty bright that you can actually see your shadow. But does the moon itself have any light of its own, right? Without the sun, um, that, that moon would be utterly dark, right? It would just be a rock floating in space. But with, when the sun is shining on it, it actually is bright and beautiful. Um, so even though the saints are light, they're considered like light. Baptist, uh, St. John the Baptist was the lamp that was prophesied about. We should understand, of course, that this light um, that they abundantly received from God and through his tender loving mercy has its origin in God himself. Um, in the icons, we always show like the halos, right? If you look at an icon uh, around like for St. Mary, we see the halo around St. Mary. That shows that Christ is inside of her and she's being illuminated by Christ. And, and that's what the halo represents. Just like in Psalm chapter 34, it says, They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. The true light is in a class of itself. It does not receive light from anyone else. Christ doesn't receive that light from anyone else, like the saints who receive it from uh, Christ himself. So in the creed, we say that Christ is true light from true light. He is the true light. Uh, Creation, however, receives that light, especially those who live by God, becoming light, even though it's foreign to the human nature, God grants us this light to uh, live with. This is the true light which gives light to every man who comes into the world, as we read in the third hour of the Igbeya. So what is that true light that we have? It's not a physical light, right? We're not going around radiant, right? Like you need sunglasses to look at us or anything, right? Although some saints were blessed with something like that. But, you know, generally speaking, what is that true light that we have uh, that we have to shine in uh, for others as well? Can someone, um, can you imagine life without light, like this physical light that we have here? How would life be if there was no sun, right? It would be cold. We wouldn't be able to function. There'd be no life on the earth. So just as physical life, light is necessary for the survival on earth, Christ's light is also very essential for our salvation. It's something that is critical for us. But today, the system of the world doesn't, doesn't allow us right, to have this light. It denies the, the, the necessity of having light in us. Uh, so the, life, you know, the, the light that comes from God is not something that's valued. Uh, but you know, we value, of course, the physical light, but not the spiritual light. <clears throat> so what then is that light that comes from God? The Gospel of St. John says that in him was life, and that life was the light of men. So the life that we have is the light that we, that we shine. So the life uh, we receive from God is the source of life and the very life itself. 
so that we say he is the light and we are the illumined. He is the life and we are the living. So we should value this light and that God has given us because in the nativity, as St. Zacharias says today, the sunrise is here and we need to leave the night behind now and begin to walk in the light. Christ often reminds us that he is the light of the world and our relationship with that light. He says that um, that that life, that light is life. That That's the life that we have. That the light of the world and our light should shine in the world, right? That through our actions, how do we shine that light to others? Through our actions, through our mode of light, our Christian way of living, our conduct. Now more than ever, the world, I think, needs um, that kind of light through the works of Christians, uh, Christ working in them, of course. And if we've walked in darkness in the past, now is the time that we begin to walk in that light, and that, which is, of course, that blessed life that we have with God. That we must work in the light, for the night is coming when no one works. We have to work in the light, because the night is coming when no one works. As Saint, um, in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 12, Christ says, A little while longer, and the light is with you. While you walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. The opportunity to lay hold and to embrace this uh, life that, uh, that we have been given is only temporary and will soon pass away. But if we embrace the light of Christ, of course, we continue forever. So long as we are alive, it is called day and it's time to work. The time is coming when no one um, when, will no longer be alive, and then that day, of course, uh, the work will stop. We shouldn't, therefore, let that night take us, that darkness take us when we're not ready. It's now time for our faith to work through love while we still have breath in our lungs and while we're still working. As we just celebrated the new year, and now it's the year 2021, and we remember all the things of this world has an end and, and also has a beginning, and the beginning of this particular year, 2021, I know is especially welcome. Uh, we now begin this new year, and we look ahead to the things to come. As St. Paul says, One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ is eager to put the past behind us, even if it's darkness, and he wants us to begin to start anew, start walking in the light. And just like St. Zacharias was saying in today's reading, that now the daylight is upon us, and we should walk in that light. So let's forget the night which is now behind us and walk in that light. He's now shining with the message of salvation to us in the, in the story of Nativity that we're about to celebrate. His people through the forgiveness of our sins, is um, is going to be one with Him. And because of this, uh, Him coming down in the manger, uh, we are now able to be united with Him. And looking forward, we may live with that upward calling of God, just as St. Zacharias says, to serve Him without fear in holiness and righteousness before Him all the days of our life. So we should become lights like the star that proclaimed Christ in the manger. We should become like that uh, star. And that we should become lights by obviously having uh, the Word of God dwelling richly in us, always reading our scriptures, always uh, another spiritual writings. Um, you know, I would say get your spirituality from scripture and from books. Put Facebook aside, right? You know, those little quotes that you get from Facebook, that's not sufficient, okay? And I might get criticized for that, but Facebook is not a place to get your theology or to get your spirituality. It's something that you shouldn't waste too much time on, but I'll stop there. 
Um, we shine by turning others to the right path, right? This is part of our responsibility. It's not just a responsibility. It's something that should come naturally for us. So that when our faith is built on strong foundation that reflects in our actions and as a powerful witness to others, we will shine. Just like St. Uh, Daniel the prophet says, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So let's always have this mind that our salvation is nothing apart from the salvation of those around us. So God grants us to be like the candles that we have in the church that sacrifices themselves so that it can give light to all those who are around them, just like St. John the Baptist sacrificed himself so that God, the true light and day spring of our lives may shine in him for all of us to whom be glory forever. Amen.